Living the Dream Productions presents Conversations with Kim. Season 3, Episode 2. Enjoy. Well, everybody, welcome back to another fantastic episode of my podcast, Conversations with Kane. I am, of course, your host, Kane Jones, and this is Season 3, Episode 2. Um, the last season was a wild ride, and, um, you know, I had amazing guests on that season. We did a total of 40 episodes in that season crazy amount because in the first season we did 20 that was a nice round figure you know but with the second season i really wanted to go big better um and i wanted to surpass 20 and we did that we we did 40 episodes um so with all that being said this is a new season season three and yes it's pretty quick i know it Season 2 just got over, um, but I wanted to get right into it, waste no time, and here we are, episode 2 of the third season. Crazy to be here, but we're here. Um, with all that being said, let's get to my guest that I have for this episode. I've been trying to get her on, and I finally have her on, Denise Panza. How are you? Hi, Kane. Thank you. I'm doing well. And congratulations to you being on season 3. That's pretty cool. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you for being here. I know uh, we tried a couple times to get you on, um, but we had to reschedule and everything, which is fine. I get it. Um, so to kick things off, if you could talk about what you do. Sure. So I'm a mortgage banker, 26 years now, and I am the one that facilitates purchases and refinances for home buyers and homeowners of primary residences, second homes, investment properties, and I do that in approximately 12 states right now. Okay. And I love it. I love it. And how, how long have you been doing that? 26 years. Okay. Okay. Long, long time. <laughs> right, right. And, um... And so how'd you get into that? Like, what made you decide that you that you wanted to go on that path? So I never thought I would be in the mortgage world, and I never thought that I would be in sales, Kane, because I don't like rejection. So I went to college originally to be uh, for criminal justice. I wanted to be P.I. Panza. It's my last name, Panza, okay. private investigator Panza. <laughs> um, I, I learned come sophomore year. I went to Northeastern in Boston. It's a five-year school, and I wasn't doing that well in my criminal justice classes, so I realized that unless I wanted to uh, be in college for like seven, eight, nine years, that I better switch majors, and I did, and I changed it to teaching, so I, I, did, I did graduate with a teaching degree, but what happened was when I graduated in 93, I wanted to go back to Brooklyn and teach in the inner city. There was a major teaching freeze going on in New York, um, so teaching was not an option. I, I could get like a sub job, you know, be a substitute mm. teacher like once or twice a week, but that wasn't obviously going to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And um, I needed to find something. And then I, I ended up getting pregnant at a very early age, 23. Mm. Um, I had originally, after, after Brooklyn didn't work out, I went back to Boston thinking, okay, Northeastern will definitely get me a teaching job because that's my, that's my, you know, I'm an alumni now. And that still wasn't happening. So then when I had the baby, I, I left and I came home because I needed help from mom, right? And then mm -hmm. I come home and, again, still teaching teaching freeze going mm -hmm. on. So I just I just couldn't catch a break. I couldn't teach. But I almost felt 
feel like it, it, you know, things happen for a reason. So I needed a job because I was a single mom. And the first job I found in the paper, I was desperate, was a post closer at a mortgage company. And I took it and um, not even a post closer. It's it's literally you're like a, a copy queen. You just, you know, closed loans. You just back right. then nothing was paperless. So you would just copy files all day long. Uh, and then eventually I, I just watched all these other people, the loan officers, and I was like, wow, I like what they're doing. They're, they, they seem like they have this cool job. Right. Um, and it didn't, it, you know, my father was in the mortgage business. So when I used to come home from college on the weekends, uh, I'm, not so much on the weekends, in the summer, he would let me work at his mortgage company. And so I kind of knew what the business was about a little bit. So I guess maybe I, I just got a crush on it from, from you know, from working there in the summers and so this job I started it as a post closer and I got to end it as a loan officer and here I am awesome so you like doing it I love doing it <laughs> mm. that's awesome that's awesome and um, so so with what you're doing um, this is kind of a, a two-part question um, where do you see yourself in 10 years and 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 really the uh, you know, the mortgage business, the future of the mortgage business, where do you see that in 10 years as well? I, well, I definitely see myself sitting right here at my desk writing mortgages in 10 years and hopefully 20 and maybe even 30. Um, and as far as the mortgage business, I think, you know, everything gets so automated these days, right? So you always wonder, like, well, will my position eventually be a thing of the past? But uh, I don't think so. I think you'll always need a loan officer because you know it's there's definitely another it's not so simple right buying a house as just putting in an application and uh and just getting an approval right if there's mm -hmm. always going to be different um you know pieces to the puzzle that you're going to need an actual individual to help you take it from a to b and to a to z rather mm -hmm. so i think that denise is going to be here for a long time and <laughs> i think the mortgage business business is going to continue to you know boom and and be wonderful for years and years to come. Mm, I like that. And I do have to ask, or I do have to mention this. Um, so we connected on LinkedIn, and uh, for all of you out there listening, Denise is an amazing follow on LinkedIn, a good connection. And I love your posts, especially, I, I love your letterboard. Talk about the letterboard and how you started that and why you started it. I think that... Um you know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and I'm on LinkedIn. And obviously, the, the different um, platforms, I mean, the, they are different platforms, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I like Instagram a lot just for, like, entertainment purposes. You know, you're just, you're bored, you just go on really quick and you see what people are doing. And there was a lot of, you know, letter boards are like a thing on Instagram. Right. So I was like, oh my gosh, those are so fun. But they were more like, you know, homemakers or photographers. And I'm like, what if I have fun with this, like, but do it on a different platform because everyone's doing it on Instagram mm -hmm. and take it to my other favorite platform, which is LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I want to do something that stands out, right? Because yeah. I want to stand out. That's a beautiful thing. Right. So I said, here I come with letter boards. And, and this has been my first year doing the letter boards, but it's been fun. I mean, I've, I've definitely created some really cool relationships from it. So, um, I, I'm going to continue doing them until someone tells me I can't. <laughs> Don't ever stop okay, doing them. That's it. Don't ever stop doing them because I love them. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna have yeah. I'm gonna have to get me one of those. I think. <laughs> I 
And you know what's really cool too is that um, this past, in the last couple of months, two of my you know individuals that I met on LinkedIn, they're just LinkedIn friends. I've never met them in real life. They're, they don't mm-hmm. live in New York. Right. They have both um, purchased me letter boards. So additional letter boards. Like they're like, don't stop your letter right. boards. So I got a pink one that you might see that came from a friend that I've been uh, connected with on LinkedIn for years. And then I just got another one from um, another individual on LinkedIn that I uh, that you mm. know that I definitely adore. So that was kind of cool to actually have other you know LinkedIn folks buy me letter boards. So mm. I have the biggest collection of letter boards ever. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so lastly, to finally conclude, um, can you tell people your social media so people can follow you? Sure. So I think the best thing is to just uh, ask Mortgage Gal or if they type in Denise Panza, they'll find me. I'm pretty sure that there's no other Denise Panza on LinkedIn. I think there's one other Denise Panza on Instagram. But if they want to find me at askmortgagegal.com, that's the best way. Or just Google my name on one of those platforms and you'll see Mortgage Banker. And that's me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Denise, thank you for being here. Really appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing what you do and your insights and everything. And thanks for having me, King. I appreciate that. I do do thank you for picking me, so thank you. Yes. Um, Thank you. All right. Thank you all for listening. It really does mean a lot, and I really do appreciate it. And man, oh man, we are back with another incredible season. This has been episode two of season three. Last season, we did a whole 40 episodes. We had 40 incredible guests. It was just unbelievable. So, here we are again with another season, episode two. Big shout out to my guest for this episode, Denise Panza. She was incredible. She was amazing. Go follow her. She was just so insightful and and amazing to talk to. Um, Just an incredible human being so go follow her and make sure that you're following me at kane jones at k-a-n-e jones conversations with kane can be streamed on all platforms uh youtube spotify apple everywhere so go check that out it would mean a lot to me and finally make sure that you stay blessed thrive and prosper peace this has been a living the dream production stuck shit